Alright, this is Holtz for you from Autocore. And this right here is the words of Krom. And if you do not listen, to hell with you! Will uh, boost their skin quality and the uh, frothy lords. Because I'm all about having health to spare. <laughs> it's an honour. Nick is without. Yeah, I'm just fueled by hate. N- Nick's frothy enough, isn't yeah. it? Frothed. Welcome uh, like to the words of Chrome. Is that a good enough intro? Yes. Yeah, well done. Follow us on Twitter at Words of Chrome and like us on Facebook, just type in Words of Chrome. Yeah, and it'll. Links on yeah. the website. Don't look for us on iTunes or. Not there yet. Yeah. It's coming. At some point. It's coming. So, Big Stew. Yes. Let's have a look at some of the strange things happening in the news today. What do you make of Tilda Swinton sleeping in a glass box for art? Absolutely ridiculous. What do you Next. think of... <laughs> what do you think of Earth Hour? Is she naked, sorry? Uh, she's no. Not, you she's don't, a bit old now, anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't so, want to see it. But e- even if she was... Even in, in her younger days, I wouldn't want to see her naked. Uh, Earth Hour is happening right now, which we're not taking. Earth Hour is set up by the World Wildlife Fund, uh, which happens once a year, and we're clearly not taking part because we're in a well lit living room. Uh, it's where you turn off all electronics for Fuck one that. hour. <laughs> Fuck that. How would you know the Earth Hour has ended? Uh, I guess. Sundial. I guess sundial you... when it's dark. Well, it depends where in the world. Moondial, haha. Well, we're in, we're in the dark. Count. So... Count? Yeah. Alright, okay. Okay, I mean seconds, right? Wait, actually, it's not precise, though, is it? Would a phone, phone count? Because you've not got it plugged in. Do you know how much you have, do you know how much damage to the environment that phone is, Dan? Uh, you, do, you know do, you know, do you know your phone comes from child slavery? I'm all for that. Um, okay, that's fine then. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm not bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. Uh, I'm more concerned about that we all keep our phones directly next to our testicles. I'm more concerned about the. I don't keep it directly <laughs> next to my testicles. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not strap it to your gooch for protection. We uh, we keep it close enough. I'm more concerned about the radiation it gives us. I wouldn't be though. It's minimal. What about mutant sperm? Uh, unless it gives me super powerful mutant babies, that's probably redundant, really, isn't it? Love an X-Man for a child. Womsy <laughs> if it's one of the really shit X-Men, like Jubilee. Wait a minute, should it be I can make fireworks. Um, it's an X-Person. Yeah. Sexist the, um, equality. <laughs> equality. Yes, she's all about. David Brent is in the house. Uh, I've seen did, that video. Did we all watch David Brent on Comic Relief? No. 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 I've, I've, working. I've seen no, the no, video. I don't mean on Comic Relief. I mean, have we seen no. the Comic Relief? I, I that think was stereo misery from us two. Then. I'm, I'm kind of against <laughs> the idea because I, I thought they really ended office. No, I completely well. agree. I completely so I agree. I'm a bit disappointed in him that he's done it. No, I completely agree with you in that respect, but I'm, I just hope and I. Because it's comic relief, it's not serious. I just hope that they don't consider it part of the canon, and therefore, if that's the case, then it's okay. Well, what happened in it? Um, so basically, it had been ten years since the office. You know, mm. so he was saying, "Oh yeah, like, the last ten years have been great, whatever." Blah blah blah. And he said he'd hooked up with this young black musician whose name I can't remember. Uh, and they sung. Do you remember him? Do you remember him referencing Equality Street? And yeah. so they sung Equality Street and did a, did a music video for that. That's it. Pretty much, yeah. I suppose it's limited. It's not like reintroducing no, any shock, kind of characters yeah. or anything like that. It's no. quite funny. And it was only him. There was no Tim. There was no Dawn. It was just... Good. Okay, onwards with the news. Stu, Nigeria. Uh, there's been a floating school built in the slum of Makoko. Thoughts? Why floating? Uh, is it on water or in the sky? It's a three-storey floating school. Uh, or is it just on loads of crap? On the you know when I think about this? Three-storey floating school in Nigeria, soon to be sunk. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, it was built in the Lager Slum. Uh, the Lager Slum? Why has <laughs> Stu not been here? 
Uh, it's built on the foundation of 256 plastic drums. Powered by solar panels on the roof, it will be able to accommodate more than 100 students. Who cannot get off. Yes. <laughs> Until their education is complete. Unless yeah. they're weird through the mosquito-filled malaria <laughs> soup of the Lager River. Yep, next. Uh, NASA confirms <laughs> that a meteor was in our skyline after there were reports of a fireball. What? Uh, uh, somewhere over the United States. Uh, Precise. Coordinates, Dan. Uh, to be honest, this is dated in the podcast. We shouldn't be doing this. Because if we put this up in like six weeks... Like, like we're timeless. <laughs> well, yeah. Other conversations are ones for the ages. Yeah. Actually, not our last podcast, but the podcast before it that came out, we re- we were all going, Yay, HMV Bolton is saved. And, yeah, uh, we put that up. Now it's, it's dead. dead. And as we record, it's now a gutted, empty shell of a shop. Dead. That still stinks of piss. Was it completely gone, though? Yes, yeah, completely. Uh, yeah. Jenny, our mutual friend Jenny, worked there. I was going to say works there, but she doesn't anymore. She uh, she posted a picture on Facebook today. It's literally just an empty shop. All the shelves have been taken out. They were selling shelves if anyone wanted them. All the shelves have been taken yeah, out. Yeah, we could have just... bought a meal. Why didn't we buy a meal? Because they were 40 quid. 40 I've seen quid. enough of them. I've seen them for yeah. seven years. Could we have bought some header boards as well? Um, yeah. I'd want the, um, I'd want the sticker thing as well, the sticker machine. What was it called? Tech Labeler. Tech Labeler, that was it. Tech Labeler, or Track Sticker... Labeler. <laughs> tech Labeler. Fuck it, when we went in the one in Manchester, that was depressing as shit, man. Went into the game section downstairs, and you know, there was the play centre thing. The game of thing. Yeah, that was all cordoned off, and all the demo stations otherwise were in one corner, all shuffled out the way. They're selling all the computers from it. Quite cheap. Which is a track computer? No, no, no. Like from like the game bases in all oh, the right. HMVs. It's shocking. It's sad. It is. Sad. Are they keeping it going like online? Oh, the talk. Uh, they had suspended it at the time when they got mm. to COVID. I don't know. I don't know. I no. suspect not because this whole thing of going into administration is meant to keep the business going. If anything. Yeah. Well, last time I uh, did, after I'd, paying off debts and shit, but I'd suggest that it's. The ultimate aim of administration, I'd say, if I'm being a bit more sceptical, would be to make it as profitable for as long a period that they can sell it off chunk by chunk to get the extract the most money out of it until it's dead. Well, look what they've done with game. The game's still running, isn't it? Mm. I think they're probably doing... They're doing what they can till it's stabilised and then then they can build off that. But HMV had cool stuff and games got creepy people. Under their employ, so swings and roundabouts. You say cool stuff, it was bit, also home to cool Fran. Uh, One thing about HMV Bolton, it, but it might be dead now, but it survived the reign of Fran. Dan didn't, though. I didn't, know. I, uh, he was, I a was a casualty of Fran, yeah. When Jenny posted that status early today with the picture of the empty shop, you know, she was saying, oh, how sad, blah, blah, blah. A bunch of people commented, uh, you're self included, Stu. And Fran commented, Fran for the I un- noticed that as well. Fran for the uninitiated as our former manager. Yeah, we've mentioned her numerous times. Like in the last episode, I called her a cunt. And Many I thinking, times. I was thinking, people probably don't know who she is. <laughs> I've insulted this random woman called Fran. Fran was our former manager and a tyrant. And, uh, <laughs> War criminal. <laughs> yeah. She now lives in a uh, non-extradition country. Last night I heard she was in Somalia. And, uh, yeah. She Doing was... Uh, what? what? Doing what? Supplying bombs, I imagine, or helping the pirates. Infecting people with AIDS. Anyway, she also commented on Jenny's status. She she just commented a simple, sad, smiley face. And I really wanted to comment myself something along the lines of, uh, like what I just said, well, at least the shop survived Fran, but uh, I didn't know whether she'd rise to the bait or not. I didn't want to be engaged. It wasn't a sad face. If you look at it and stir at it, it's a grim black metal face. It's just an upturned (laughs) smile, and she's going to kill us all. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. And uh, last in the news, Stu. Yep. A prosecutor in the USA wants the death sentence for Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog. Why? Uh, because he predicted it would be an early spring, and it's not. It's still winter. Oh, so some uh, stupid tradition, based on no science whatsoever, has gone wrong. Yeah. Shocking. I think we should kill all the all the uh, the priests then. Because, you know, they're not right very often. Dumb. 
Can we kill Simon Fox as well then? Because he was always saying that HMV would be fine, and clearly it's not. Well, yeah, I think we should do what they did to Braveheart and just rip him to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish bastard. <laughs> no fucking learn you. <laughs> Have some hang drawn and quartering going on. Get yeah, that fucking rag out your hand. Then, then, then send his send his head to Argos, his his legs to uh, Wilkinson's <laughs> as a warning. And where shall you send his testicles? Um, I don't know. Where, where's where's a, a a shop that is Morrison's? I don't know. <laughs> I'm really lost. <laughs> send it to well, Finders. What they did with what they did with William Wallace was they sent all these different body parts to different parts of the country as a warning. Right, that makes sense. So that's what we do, Simon Fox. Send his head to uh, Wilkinson's. Right. God, keep up, Stu. To be fair, has he had any dealings with supermarkets or low grade? He might have done. Well, might have done. I suppose. It's just a warning, you know, not to be as absolutely retarded as he was. Does anyone have an opinion of that Russian dude who I will not try to um, pronounce being found dead? He um, butted skulls. He had to flee Russia with billions right. when Putin came into power. And he's, uh, been, he's had assassination attempts on him. And recently he lost a court case to Robin Abramovich, Chelsea Football Club owner. And had to pay three point something billion pounds as a result of losing that. Got sad, and um, was found in his bathtub in his mega estate. And then uh, the police had cordon it off and checked that they weren't like radioactive. Yeah. The Russian around. man in question is Boris Bedazovsky. What was the lawsuit about? Uh, something to do with Chelsea, but I don't know. Imagine losing that much money. I know. Imagine having that much money to lose. Yeah. The How do you pay that amount of money? Do you have to put, like, at court, at high court, you have to put your, like, card, card in a chip and pin machine. You go, do you authorise this payment of £3.4 billion? Just enter your pin number in. <laughs> Moral of the story, football sucks. Yes. Yes. This is what means. Going against Stu- Vladimir Putin sucks. <laughs> this is what means you argue about all time, about how football is is a, a crap game. Well, you're onto a loser there, arguing well, sorry. Greatest sporting spectacle in the world. At the moment. As soon as rollerball is uh, brought in as a sport, no one will watch football If anymore. they televise that um, game from Afghanistan that ram- that's in Rambo 3, where they're like, cobbing a, is a, it sheep, a goat carcass, a goat carcass from one side of horseback, I'd watch that, definitely. <laughs> but um, until that day, football is king. Okay. Should we get on to the, uh, the topic at hand? Sure. As we're sort of whiling away the hours talking rubbish as usual. So what, what was the, the subject we're going to talk about? Phil? <laughs> <laughs> Not to be put on the spot or anything, but it was, was it the music that everyone loves to hate? And no, the music that we... we what a title for a subject. <laughs> yeah. Was it something <laughs> about music that yeah. we I don't fucking know. That's a nice presentation. All right, then. How's about Stuart's Tattoo? No, that's dull. I want yeah. to... You know what? I knew nothing about this tattoo until five, ten minutes ago. It can't be ten minutes ago. We recorded thirteen minutes ago. I knew nothing about this tattoo until fifteen to seventeen minutes ago. I want to... <laughs> I, want to I, want to, I want to know about this tattoo. What do you want to know? First of all, where is it? Please tell me it's in an embarrassing area. It's not in an embarrassing area. Unlucky. Tell me it's poorly... Unlucky. Unlucky. Tell me it's poorly drawn and you regret it. Poorly no. drawn? <laughs> No, I said drawn. You said purely drawn. Rewind. Time will tell. Purely Time will tell. I said drawn. Uh, drawn. Drawn. <laughs> drawn. <laughs> Where is it, Stu? I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess it's in a, it's in a cliche, manly place to have a tattoo. I'm gonna guess it's on your left bicep. No. No. <laughs> Keep guessing. <laughs> this is the greatest podcast game ever. Uh, so you're right, bicep. Uh, in a, in essence. <laughs> right, it's on your right arm. It's on my right arm. On your upper right arm. On my upper right arm. On your bicep. On my bicep. Right, so I was right. On second guess, right, I was you right. be more specific. <laughs> if what? I had one on my head, it could be on my face, it could be on the back of my head, it could be on the top of my head. Uh, is it on your... 
Ah, fuck it. Where, where is it? Just show him it, for God's sake. It's my bicep. And um, when did you get this done? Um, Tuesday. And it's got cream on it, so ignore some of the shiny detritusness. And what's the significance? What, uh, what does that mean to you? That is ancient Sumerian. Have you ever even heard of this ancient Sumerians? Oh, have you now that I speak ancient Sumerian every Tuesday evening? Go. That's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems to go into Chinese, and that's probably offensive on my part as well. It's ancient Sumerian. And um, ancient Sumerian is one of the oldest known civilizations to have written form, written script. Um, it's called cuneiform script, fact fans, archaeology fans. I know you're all fans of archaeology. Um, Aside from that fucking, what's it called, that's on Channel 4, Time Team, bunch of fucking pauses. It looks a little bit Skyrim-y, like dragon claws, or nails that were hammered into Jesus' hands, allegedly. Um, <laughs> Dark. We made a language <laughs> yeah. out, of, uh, out of bloody nails. It's at least 5,000 years old. It, its literal meaning is return to mother. about, if it's 5,000 years old, predates Jesus pre- predates Jesus. I said it looks like it's made out of the nails that were hammered into his hands. Oh, oh just right. any kind of nails. Oh, just any kind of nails. Yeah, but I'm being offensive. Alright, okay. Apart from panel pins. You could hammer panel pins through someone's hand. You could, but they don't look like that. No, they don't. <laughs> Get on with it! <laughs> what does it mean? What do the numbers mean, Mason? <laughs> it literally means. <laughs> That's a crap Black Ops reference. <laughs> Literally At least it was a reference. Return to Mother, which isn't as soppy as it sounds. It's the it idea is. of... It is a little it bit. Is. Depends on who you're speaking Well, it, de- it depends. Have you gone up to your mum since you're getting that tattoo and gone, it says Return to Mother? I haven't said that, so but if, I will say that. So if you're, like, found, like, dead somewhere, <laughs> like in China... Um, Turn up in like, fucking ballet. Like, big white man. <laughs> and then, then like... <laughs> Then you're like naked on a slab and like, oh, he's got weird text on his arm. They get in some fucking expert and they go, what does it mean? He says, return to mother. So they just ship you back to your mum. How would they know where she is? Well, I don't know. That'd be the mystery. And then many, I want to know, are there many, and I want an answer, are there many Middle Eastern ancient civilization experts based in China? I bet there are. Probably. Billions of people in China. Well, not billions. Over a billion. Isn't there only like six billion people in the world? Yeah, and over a billion of them are in China. Right, fine. So it can't be billions, though, if there's only six billion. It could be, because there's over six billion, there's seven billion people. Whatever, whatever. What if they've got sleeper agents around the world? Yeah. What if I'm Chinese? And I came to that. A bit tall. Perfect disguise. (laughs) (laughs) A big big white man would be a very good disguise. Um, So it means return to mother. Yeah, which is like a, a liberty... Kind of thing. It doesn't literally mean return to mother. So is it, is it like the ancient Sumerian symbol of like basically it's like the sailor's love heart with mum in it? Is that is no. that like their version of that? No, no. It it means to be like stripped of things that are material. So and that's what it means by in. in so does this mean you're going to give up all your money? Does it fuck? <laughs> is it almost as if to say return to the motherland? No. Can I make it any more clear? Is it the mothership? <laughs> Possibly. The mother Possibly. Because we'll uh, go into that later. Ah, uh, Bluebeam. Project Bluebeam. Nothing to do with Pro- Project Bluebeam. What is it? Of. But um, the Sumerians are uh, well regarded in ancient alien circles. I bet. Well, have you not? I bet, yeah. I'm sure. <coughs> the Epic of Gilgamesh, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. And the, uh, Gilgamesh the played. The Sumerian King List. Gilgamesh played the third violin in. Uh, Tchaikovsky's greatest hits. I'm going to disagree with you, also a footballer. But anyway. He's also probably a Final Fantasy baddie as well. <laughs> like a summonable thing. Is, uh, is um, Brother Baphomet. One of the leaders in Civilization. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, a beard. Is he Sumerian, many times? Yeah, funnily enough. <laughs> is he? Being a, yeah. He's a Sumerian king. Do, have I, do I own civilization? Am I, you know? Am I... No, but I've just told you who he is. Yeah, what was his name again? Gilgamesh. We don't know if there's other cultures who have people called Gilgamesh. You Could know, be you... like John for the ancient names. Yeah. 
If I said Hitler, you wouldn't assume it was Hitler of Nazi fame or in infamy. Not right, because everyone knows who Hitler is. Not everyone. Oh, well, 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 everyone knows who Gilgamesh is. Do you know who? There's Gil- not many other Gilgameshes. Do you know who Gilgalad is? No. Then that's your homework before the end of the night. They scramble to the library. <laughs> Tom Hanks style. <laughs> Gotta get to the library. Anyway, how long did you have this idea for? When were you thinking, you know, did you wake up in the morning and thought, I'm gonna get a tattoo today? No. That's the warm up to see if I didn't mind being tattooed. You were shitting it the night before. To another one, yeah, I was. And it, did it hurt at all? Not really. It's not as bad as you'd think. Is this an in- is this an intention to extend it and have a sleeve? Yeah, but on the other hand, nothing to do with that one. Okay. Mm, cool. I didn't. I didn't say. Mm, why do people keep misinterpreting what I said? I didn't say. Mm, cool. It's probably a teeth. It's my beautiful white pearly teeth. I'll just tell you about the epic, not the epic Gilgamesh, but the um, Sumer- Sumerian kings list and why it's uh, mental. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking mental. It lists all the kings of Sumeria in order, and um, and how long they reigned. And like the ones at the top range for about a thousand one hundred years, and then it goes aliens. steadily down to like aliens. normal man length of life, and <laughs> you, therefore it's aliens. You, uh, I'm afraid you couldn't <laughs> see this, but me, Nick, and Phil all at the same time got our hands out and did the. What, is he just called the aliens guy? What's his name, Stu? I can't. I can't ever pronounce his name. George Sucl- says Suclos. We did aliens. that guy's pose. Sadly, none of us have his hair. His lustrous hair. Mm-hmm. Do you know? A, um, do you know what Robert E. Howard? Um, he based he based the Conan stories on a um, a prehistory Earth, and he was aware of Sumeria, and he retitled it Sumeria as an S I M, and that's where Conan is from. And uh, Dan, what is best in life? Well, after having a carvery a couple of hours ago, I can safely say that what's best in life is child labour being brought back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> where did you have your carvery? Uh, at a Toby Carvery up in Tottington. You need to go to Applewood Farm. Yeah? It's pudding. It's darkest Lee. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's the only sh- bright light in Lee. Not that Leon C. No. But uh, it has puddings that, and I mean this in complete honesty, that are as thick as a, <laughs> as a DVD's cases. And they're the staff. They are so <laughs> massive. <laughs> the cake is ridiculous. You, you can back me up, can't you? Yes, I've been But generally, when you go to a carvery, is this a carvery place? Yeah, it's a carvery, but they also have like, <coughs> normal meals as right, well. Right, sure. It's unspectacular for what? regular meals. For regular meals. I thought the meal was wicked. Right. Well, when I went, it was unspectacular. I'd had equally as good, if not better. But it has a. It's famed for its desserts, and it has a whole dessert bar, freshly made cakes and gattles and stuff like that. And it's that popular, and that. Much in demand that they do a takeaway cake. Service. That is a cheese. I'm just showing Dan and Phil a slice of cheesecake. <laughs> See that bit? That's the the just picture to go on the website. That's the later. biscuit bit. It's this thick. It's the only meal I've never been out. That's the cake equivalent of a fishing story, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that cheesecake? It was so was big it, it couldn't even have it standing. I'm impressed. It does look good. So, so it's actually meant to be like that. Yeah. Well, you know how a cheesecake looks. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrific noise. Pardon me. <laughs> and it wasn't from the person who's drinking beer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so go on, go on about your tattoo, Stu. So it wasn't painful, but and it was no, just... it's not painful in so much as being burned by cigarettes isn't painful. But uh... I do it for fun. In fact, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> That's the closest. Um, Approximation I can give. You're being constantly burned yeah. by like, a lighter cigarette. Yeah. Okay, but when did you start thinking about this? When did you start thinking, right, I want to get inked? I fancied a tattoo for a long time, but much. This like many good. things in my life, just never done it. And is it because you just like tattoos and you want the tattoo, or do you, I, I, you know, is it because girls like tattoos, or you, do you want to look. I'm not that shallow, Dan. Although, if girls do like tattoos, I know how one. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, ladies, I'll be tattooing my entire body. I'm surprised you've not got one, Phil. I've got many different ones planned. Why have you never uh, gone through with it? It's not a high priority. So Plus money. <laughs> I think you should tattoo a dirty word on your forehead. Why? 
Just you what, know, like di- like filth. blood, <laughs> <laughs> grime. I was thinking filth myself. All right, that's what I said. Uh, yeah, my bad. Got many different ones. I think the one most elaborate one would be a sleeve. It's entirely a Viking uh, scene that includes Valhalla, a battle, and hell. Like Ragnaros. Mm. Nice. Ragnarok. Ragnaros. No, Ragnarok. Ragnaros is a baddie in uh, World of Warcraft. Keep forgetting. I can understand why you wouldn't want to get one, Dan, because obviously it would affect you. You're feminine and soft. Yes, <laughs> because no women ever have got tattoos. Later we'll discuss what we would have then. I see Dan getting like an anklet daisy chain <laughs> tattoo. No, slag tag on the bottom of his back. <laughs> nice. nice. Aim here. Tramps down. <laughs> no. Business card on the palm of his hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> officially my face on my hand, mm-hmm. little ladies. No, I can see why you wouldn't want to get one done because obviously in films it, it can be an issue, can't it? Although there are big actors who've got tattoos, like Tom, Tom Hardy's Harvey. fucking covered in them. Yeah, and uh, not a lot of people realise that Ewan McGregor has two full sleeve tattoos. Does he? Mm-hmm. I did not know that at That's all. The power of makeup. Have you seen the. Yeah, the. Shit! What's it called? The guy who's basically got a skeleton tattooed on yeah, his body. Yeah. Isn't he just called Zombie Boy or something stupid? Yeah, something like that. There's, um, it did this thing where it was stupid for cover-up makeup, basically. They covered his entire body in this makeup. Only like one application, and it just looked completely normal. Completely normal. Well, Danielle no. liked him. Danielle, the weird girl I was seeing in 2011. <coughs> Excuse me. She liked him, and it drove me crazy, because I just don't see how anyone can... Tattoos are cool in moderation. That is too far. It's like well, the, the weird cat woman who like had um, plastic surgery to her cheeks and her head, sort of like extended her, uh, her forehead, had in, increased the size of her cheeks. Do you mean oh, the bride the of Wildenstein? I have no idea what that is. The, the cat block was dying, wasn't he? Oh, was it was it block? I forgot. Had had, had uh, whiskers, whiskers into his yeah, cheeks. Was a block teeth, in there. Uh, apparently, topped himself. Not surprised. I'm can't, sure he was a bit crazy. On catnip. Mm. <laughs> it's found with certain herbs laid around his body. <laughs> I know. You'll appreciate this fact. You'll have eight more lives. He's not a real cat, Dan. Yeah. Dan. <laughs> Pretending, Dan. In Rambo 4, arguably one of the best action films of modern times, uh, the reason why he never took his shirt off uh, was because Sly's got a fucking full back piece and shoulder pieces. Mm. And obviously, we don't I think John Rambo would have that. I, I also that don't want to see a 60 odd year old's tits. Yeah, that's true. Male off, you know. He gets his top off in Expendables. He's ripped, he's still on. Yeah, but I thought it was uh, an Expendables thing. What about, what about yeah. Helen Mirren? I don't want to see Helen Mirren's tits. I've, I've, seen Helen, I've seen Helen Mirren in a photo taken only in the last year or so in just a bikini. She's got a nice rack. How old is she? 60 years, gotta be. Smoking mirrors. <laughs> it's an elaborate set of pulleys and words. <laughs> Come on, those mermaid glands are going to be like fucking pebbles in socks. Has she ever had a child? I will Wikipedia this information as we speak. She might not have been ravaged by child rearing. <laughs> just, just time then. <laughs> just time. Well, you can look after yourself. Wait, are you saying that Helen Mirren? Uh, are you saying you wouldn't shag Helen Mirren? Eventually, yes, I'm saying I wouldn't shag Helen Mirren. Not even for the story. Not even for the story. I take Helen. Mary She'll out. smell a lavender, like all old people. I take her out for a drink. Or Redox. To be honest, though, so she probably tea or on you. Oh, I bet. I bet she'd dominate her. She's six. Bloody hell, she's sixty-seven. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Um, I can. Talk. I wouldn't. But let's probe further. The uh, why Dan would have sex with a nearly seventy-year-old woman. <laughs> and you put it out of context like that, that sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, a funny it'd be like a St. Bernard's mouth. <laughs> like a hungry horse. Uh, first of all, first of all, for her age, she's quite, you know... She's she is a, attractive for her Yeah, age. she's a good-looking woman. She is. And, uh, Who are you comparing her to, though? The Queen. Like, how many 60-odd-year-old, nearly 70 women in the mainstream... Is she got to go against? Did we have this discussion last time? Where we were at? Judy Dench, fucking grim, squat little fucking grey thing. <laughs> like a Frank Oz creation. I don't know who Frank Oz is, but yes. He's the guy who did Yoda and. I did not know Frank Oz. 
because I don't I don't have like a compendium of special effects artists in my mind. All he knows about is football and geography. <laughs> Two good things. What a, what a catch. <laughs> and if that's not sold it to him later, he's got an ancient aliens tattoo. Mm-hmm. Not an ancient aliens tattoo. Uh, I can safely say that Helen Mirren has no children and says that she has no maternal instinct whatsoever. This is well, she's 60 fucking seven. Dude. That fucking boat sailed. Love. I have a. Uh, I frequently have dinner at work with two girls, because uh, the girls at my work... You see you as no threat. Uh, well, they are, uh, I'm no threat to them, they're just mates, and uh, one of them is definitely not my type. Uh, what, female? How rude. <laughs> how, well, how would that apply to the other one, and if I said they were both girls? I don't know. Um, anyway, no, I, uh, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I, I have dinner with two girls and neither of them want kids, uh, which is I find quite interesting because you know it's built into so many women's brains that they you know they have. How old are they? They're a year older than me, so twenty-seven. Just wait a few years. Wait until they get the crazy. <laughs> yeah, just wait until the the rides roll ticking. back. We're just putting it out there. <laughs> like, go out, you the men. In fact, I can tell you now, James, one of them. <laughs> One of them, when she was younger, genuinely wanted to be a nun. That's kind of shit. Did we have this that argument last week where we were talking about whenever we did it last um, about Demi Moore versus Sharon Stone? Did we record that, or was it just no. me and Stu arguing no. for hours? <laughs> no, because I was. I remember Demi Moore. I remember being part of this conversation, so I don't know if it was, but I don't know if it was recorded or not. I remember being part of the conversation, and I said Sharon Stone. Yeah, I was with Sharon. Who, who, who would you vote for there? Who do you think is that the fittest eighties and nineties female icon out of Demi Moore and Sharon Stone? I'd say Demi Moore. Yes, so that's two all. Yeah, she's not. But that's not Let's look at them now. Like the deciding factor <laughs> behind. No, we're both taller than you two. <laughs> <laughs> or how about we go for age I'm the oldest therefore the rightest I'm second oldest he's third oldest uh, yeah, he's fourth that, oldest that, that, that argument doesn't count because I'm the youngest so and right. you're only just older than me Let, let's he's go a, let's go for aged Who, who's aged the best so let's look at Demi Moore Demi Moore also does have the crazy yeah she is mental and she went skeletal her, her story like of younger life it's no wonder really why would she do Um she was, I think her, fa- her father ended up having something daft like in five years they moved like 50 times. Yeah. Like, they never had a job for longer than a few months, so I was moving all around the country constantly, so I never had really any solid roots. Yeah, that's fair enough. I you thought someone else was coming then. <laughs> yeah. I was trying I, uh, to think of something, but. It's hardly a bad I mean, she murdered a priest. Yeah. It's hardly a terrible upbringing. Completely unrelated, but regarding the whole moving house a lot as a child, uh, I used to have a mate called Liam, and he had a younger brother called Ryan. And Ryan... When they got he, a past tense here, and they're mm, dead. Uh, I just... I didn't burn them. I swear I didn't. I swear. Anyway, uh, Ryan had an imaginary friend uh, in the house he was growing up in. He had an imaginary friend, and they were always hanging out, and, you know, chilling on the stairs, and playing, and whatever. When they moved house... He left his imaginary friend behind and never spoke of him again. <laughs> he later strangled several cats. <laughs> and did anyone here have an imaginary friend? I, I never did. No, I didn't. And no. I, thought, I always thought it was weird. Do you know what I had? My sister Real did. friends. My, hmm. Sis- hmm. my sister had an imaginary friend called Stephen Hay. He even had a surname, Stephen Hay. And, uh, what about you, Dan? I didn't have one at all, no. I... Uh, Look, Despite I, your best efforts. Good. <laughs> uh, running off me. I, uh, I kept running away. I don't know why I didn't have one. Imaginary bullies. <laughs> I'm a very imaginative, creative person, so it would seem fitting that I would have an imaginary friend, but no, I didn't. My dad claims he had an imaginary elephant, which I believe, because uh, my dad loves elephants. Much like a Phil loves slats. Um, yeah. They're the most badass of all the animals. When they, you know, not sleep. <laughs> Which is ninety percent of the time. <laughs> How have we gone from tattoos to sloths? Simple logical steps. Yes. So you're gonna get another one. When's this other one gonna be? And what's it gonna be about? Even though I know what it's gonna be about. I don't know. 
Uh, Dan doesn't know. It's going to be tanks rolling over German skulls. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Repeatedly. It's a hologram tattoo. Do it like that and goes back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I fancy <laughs> getting a, a half sleeve in honour of my granddad's, and my granddad was in uh, the Royal Tank Regiment in World War Two, smashing the Hun like an ain't nothing, <laughs> and um, probably going into brothels <laughs> and whatnot. But he's not told me that bit. But a, a guy who goes into the army at seventeen, travels around Europe for six years in a tank. In a tank, <laughs> I think he's going to get pretty on. How do you know he didn't have any uh, kind of uh, homosexual experiences? Well, he may have done that. Because it was the false. He's either banging his tank commander, maybe. Yeah. Or doing whores, or both. Do you reckon he pillaged anyone? Um, yes, he well, he's, he did. But he pillaged people. <laughs> not pi- people. How do you know? Well, he's been How do you know he's not walking? He's been pretty open with his pillaging, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> did he steal anything? Yep. What did he steal? Um, naval glasses from a destroyer Whoa. that was in, in pot. Hang on, there's all this gold bullion over here. Let's leave them, we'll take some glasses. Naval binoculars from Germany with German lenses were very expensive. He sold them for nothing when he got back. Like five or a tenner in old English money. And um, the, the guy who, saw him, who he sold them to owned a shop and he saw me about a week later and took great delight in telling him that he sold them on for about ten times what he paid and then my grand was like <laughs> chin back, back to the mines I go the mines of <laughs> of Maury <laughs> um, yeah and then it, when they got demobbed he had to stay in Germany for a bit and he was um, a store keep um, for the officers' mess, so he ordered in like gin and all that shit, all the gentry, and they used to just siphon it off and sell it. Yeah, and stuff as you would. I bet it was everyone's mate, everyone giving him backhanders to get a spare pack of fags. Which is one of my favourite stories when he was in North Africa and they used to get Victor V's and free cigarettes and all that kind of stuff. He used to tap out all the tobacco. Fill it with sand, the the paper sleeve. Put a bit of tobacco at the end. Put them back in their pack and sell it to the locals, and then keep the tobacco. <laughs> and then just drive off in the tank. <laughs> as far as customer service goes, you're not going to fuck around with her. That's a TV drive. series in the making. Why don't Band of Brothers not do that? That's where I get my money hoarding from. I think. What ripping off locals who are at war with the Nazis, <laughs> who've lost everything. They just want a fag and just burn them. His division, when they went through, they liberated a... Well, not necessarily they liberated, but they went through a liberated town and they got spat on by French people. In greats. Mm-hmm. That's what I've read about French people. Yeah. Being real... Like they spit on tourists? No, no, no. Um, tourists? Fucking <laughs> 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 liberating <laughs> allied force. That's what... Freeing you from the clutches of Nazism. No, I read in I read in fucking like, Parisians. The, the book of, um, country. The book of Band of Brothers. Um, <laughs> which That's is, my favourite Bible book. <laughs> the book of Band of Brothers. <laughs> no, Next it's, to obviously, obviously the, the book is the book about the series. Well, the series is what the book. Deuteronomy. But they were saying how um, they they all liked Hitler apparently because they were saying if it hadn't been for Hitler, they would all never have met each other. And that they had massive respect for the German people because by the time they they came through Berlin, the Germans had just cleaned everything up already. However, when they came through France, the French did fuck all. They were just proper lazy, just wanting you know wanting just wanting the Americans and the British to do everything for them, and we just had no respect and no no kind of thanks for what they'd what they'd done. My granddad liked the Germans when he was demobbed and he was in that store. Um, he, he had like Germans underneath him doing other errands and stuff and uh, there was a, a ban that you couldn't speak to any Germans while you were there like imposed by the British army or the British government but it, it didn't follow it it's it's hard to send people around and not be able to speak to them for one but also they're just people at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah and they were nice apparently and that's my experience with German people as well other than when they're in Spain when they're on holiday they're fucking nightmare Germans but in their own country. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, there's, I've been to numerous parts of Spain where Germans have been quite rude, shall we say, just barging past people and uh, cutting in queues and, uh, and etc. Obviously there's the old cliché of them, uh, Bagsy and Sun Loungers, which, fair enough, if you're going to get up early in Bagsy then, why not? Um, but one of the nicest people I've ever met was on holiday. Granted, it wasn't Spain, it was in, in L.A., very different environment. One of the nicest people I've ever met was a wonderful German man named Mark Gruss. And, uh, and, yeah, I thought he was a lovely, lovely man. So, yeah, on holiday... Germans. Not all bad. Yeah, on holiday... Mixed bag. <laughs> on holiday, it's cliché for them, as British, maybe, it's cliché for us to view them as being... They're in a... If it, to put it in sporting terms, they're in a good uh, patch of form... At the moment, mm. they had the fucking shaky start to the century, but now they're on a consistent run of good. We watched. Uh, we does does anyone know who Uwe Boll is? Yes. Yeah. Do you know who he is? Uh, he's, he's, he's the awful director who's done all the, like the horrible video game type films, hasn't he? Yeah, he's considered like the Edward of, of like popular times. We watched because he's German. Uh, me and Sue watched him battering some film critics the other day. Because right. he, he challenged anyone who, who criticised his movies, which is practically the entire rational world. <laughs> uh, it says, if you've got an issue, you can come and box me. And he, all these like scrawny, hilarious writers from like Ain't It Cool and stuff like that. Keyboard stepped Warriors. Up, keyboard Warriors stepped up and he, he fucked them up, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, fought, he, he must, five or six people in one night. Yeah, he must be like an Xbox or something because he, he battered them. It was yeah, quite I funny. love that. Clip. It was quite funny watching I'd it. I love it. Like some MMA fighter turns up and say, "Oh, by the way, I also review films," <laughs> and I think he works shit, and then proceeds to knock the fuck out of him. Right, so you know that'd be brilliant. He's not proved anything there, though. He's proved, yes, I can have you in a boxing match. He's not apologised for making terrible films, so. Well, the way because it was, it was. I had a bit of respect for that. I do have a bit of respect for it as well because you sort of, if you if you want to back up your words, you know that was fair enough. Because it was it in the the Heckler film we watched. Yeah. Quite a good documentary about. Obviously, it starts off about heckling in you know like stand up comedy routines and stuff like that, and how it can be a positive and it can be a very negative thing, and how it's sort of seeped into popular culture of the internet. How everyone has got you know an opinion about something. And how it, you can access that opinion in the blink of an eye, and that opinion could be completely horrible. And it's following Jamie Kennedy. If I don't know if you, either of you know who he is. Another name. You know who he is. You've seen him before in a film, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, you just don't know. He's like a. He's um, like a low-level sort of drawn actor who has been in a lot of films. He was in the sequel to The Mask, The Son of the Mask. Terrible, terrible. Yes. He was in yes. Scream. Scream, yeah. He was in Enemy of the State, wasn't he? Yeah, that's yeah. We just yeah. watched that the, the night after. And yeah. just happened to be in it. Wait, I'm a big fan of Enemy of the State. Who is he in that? He's just, just one, one of the, the, the computer team. Right. The okay, yeah, I know you're on about yeah. Um, but it's the majority of the documentary is about him going to different critics who've written on the internet or in papers, and they've like really said really horrible things, and he's like confronted them. People who've said like, oh he should not exist, he should be dead. And going, why, why, have you put, why have you put that? Am I not a human being? Am I not trying the hardest I can try? Would you not do like these big budget films, You know, if even if they are awful, but if you're getting paid 50 grand, would you not do that? And a lot of them don't have anything to say, mm-hmm. which you don't. Me and you have made a film, Dan, and it was only it was a week to get it filmed, and I can easily say that is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Absolutely. So I can only imagine what it'd be like with no budget... Hundreds of people under your studio breathing down your neck to make like a a bigger budget film. It the pressure must be intense. Like imagine being the people behind like John Carter and it flopping and losing hundreds of millions of dollars. All these people calling yeah. it rubbish, and I, gen- I I genuinely believe the per- the people who went out to make that didn't intend to make a crap film. They wanted to do the best they could, and no, that, that's one of the things. No one ever wants to do a shit film. That's not what your aim is. You well, always try and do the best that you can do. You're aware of uh, turns out shit. you'll be aware of who Alan Smithy is, then, right? Um, no. You, have you heard of Alan Smithy? You must know, Nick. Have you heard no, of him? Who's Alan Smithy? 
Alan Smith. Oh, is he the name? Alan Smithy yeah. is a fake person who exists when the director has been so ashamed of, oh, their, right, yeah. of their film that they don't even want their name on it anymore, so it gets credited as being by Alan Smithy. Shall we, shall we find out some of Alan Smithy's films? Yeah, go ahead. Let's have a look. Does that send it off? I've never heard of yeah, it's uh, writers have done it as well when they've been they just wanted to distance themselves from like the projects they've just gone. And a lot of the time, it's not been down to them. It's because they've had like you know the studio breathing down the necks and everything. They've not been able to make the film that uh, Alan, to, yeah. Alan Smithy even made Hellraiser for. Um, let's have a look here. Bloody hell, he's directed seventy-six films. His most recent one was in twenty eleven, Another Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> There's far too many films to go through, but he's done... Any big big names? Big names, if I just go back. Uh, he's known for, as it likes to say on IMDb, Hellraiser 4 from 1996. One which is actually called an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn. One <laughs> That's called... a bit of film, that is. <laughs> one called Catch Fire from 1990, and a 2005 TV series called Living Better with Steve Spitz. <laughs> and I can tell you that that has a rating of 2.5 stars out of 10. It's it's crazy, like, you know, um, James Cameron's first film was Piranha 2. And Flying Terror. Which is the, is James Cameron's quote is saying, and he's perfectly correct, is the best film ever made about flying piranhas. <laughs> yes. Uh, he, he came from, like, Roger Corman's sort of, school of, of filmmaking if you don't know who Roger Corman is he's like a legendary like old school guy who would just produce really low budget films very quickly and he used to do like set painting and, and special effects for him so they they gave him all this money I think it's like an Italian studio or like you know someone like Dino De Laurentiis or who the hell it was um, and he was busy making his film and they didn't like what he was doing so they fired him got some other Italian jobber in just to you know do whatever they could but James Cameron being the angry stubborn bastard <laughs> that he was and he is he still is yes he um, he would break in to the set every night get the the dailies which is obviously what they filmed and he'd uh, work on the edit after everyone had done it after everyone had done all the work so he'd be there sneaking in still putting in the work even though he's technically fired and it still is a bag of shit film oh yeah but, a terrible film but then, uh, then he uh, went on to make Terminator. After having, uh, I believe, a fevered dream, he uh, in like he was ill, and he had like this crazy dream of like a metal skeleton chasing him. And oh, really? That became Terminator. Cocaine's yeah, a hell of a drug. I doubt he was doing cocaine at that time. He was so poor he was living at someone else's house. Speedballs are a hell of a drug. <laughs> He's uh, <laughs> was the eighties. He's still the same man who gave us Titanic. And, uh, and for that one, great, again, that was a, a massive feat of, of technical cinematic yeah. engineering. Sure. So you can't deny that. Uh, the thing is, Avatar's right, not a great film, but it, not, it pushed right. the envelope. Uh, That's the thing, right? I, Terminator <laughs> One and Two, fantastic films. Yeah, can't say that. Aliens, great. Aliens, fantastic. Yeah, and some would argue better than the first one. But uh, Titanic, far too wishy-washy. I don't care about the. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about the romance element at all. It's cool when it hits the iceberg. You know, uh, that's what you pay to see. But I don't care about the romance whatsoever. And yeah, Avatar, beautiful to look at, was not a great, was not a great story. What about Kate Winslet's chebs? Uh, I'm all for Kate Winslet's. I'm all, I'm all for Kate Winslet's chebs, as you like to call them. <laughs> uh, I'm also, ra- I'm also rather a fan of her bottom, but uh, but it's not enough to. But you're an get, ass man, so. Did she get her ass out in that? Yeah, you see a crack, I think, for like a second. <laughs> she's just blazing. <laughs> she's blazing around. It's like goats, is it, for my first split second? It's like a twitching <laughs> rabbit nostril. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, he's always pushed like the cinematic boundary. Yeah, so. right, the thing is, right, Avatar, yes. It's good for technical stuff, not necessarily story, mate. I'll give him Avatar, beautiful. Avatar. Come on, pushes on. What are you meant to do with a story, to be honest? Everyone knows what the fucking story is. It's not that no, That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, but it's not. It's not known for stories so much as push, nowadays pushing the However, technical film making. Right. Did two lies, didn't he? Yeah, two, two lies. Right, I forgot about true lies. Right. Titanic, I, I'll give you that. What can you do with the story apart from the sinking element? But however, have you seen? Uh, Could do under siege. Have you seen? Uh, that would be good. I'm afraid I can't remember its name. Damn it! I'm gonna have to. Who's in it? 
I can't tell you. Is it's it about all, Titanic? It's, 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 it's an old black and white film about Titanic. Called the Titanic. It's not. It's called something like it happened that night. The ship that couldn't sink. Is it? Uh, Lay Titanic. Not give me. El gonna, Titanic. Or? It, hello, I might have found it. Das Titanic would be good. Uh, what you, does everyone you think guys, that the... You guys talk about yourselves. The wet boot. The wet boot. With all the Titanic 2. Literally. Th- isn't there a billionaire who's making a replica of the Titanic to scale and he's going to do the route, apparently? Yeah, it's just they're making Titanic 2. Who would have thought we're in a recession? Yeah, some people are loving it. Well, you These shipbuilders didn't see this fucking thing coming. Yeah, you can get people for cheap now, can't you? Because everyone's poor. Thanks, Tories. Yeah. Well, hang on. Thanks, Labour. Thanks, America. And who, thanks who, vote, who voted for the Tories? Not me. You did. He, I didn't. He you keeps did. it. Did you did vote, you vote, did you vote Liberal? Well, I suppose I did. Thanks, Stu. Thanks, Stu. Dickhead. Did you vote, Dan? Yes. Who vote Dan? I'm sad to, this was the first and only time I won't be voting again. This was the first and only time I've ever voted, and uh, I threw that vote away because I, I thought they had a chance and clearly didn't. I voted Lib Dem and they crawled into bed. Thanks, Dan. You, Thanks, Stu. You can't say you threw your vote away so you won't vote again. First of all, first of all, that's how people don't vote for Dem. First of all, I could have voted when I was 18 because that was the first chance I was able to vote. There was a, a big election that year. Could have voted then. Chose not to because I just decided I don't vote it's not my thing and I should have stuck by my guns and not voted this time I thought you know what I like Lib Dem's principles they, they could have won the media made it out that they close. A, the media made it out that they had a real chance of winning so I thought yeah I'll go Dumb Lib Dem fools. and then they crawled into bed with the enemy yeah. and and by the way I have to go back to the subject of the Titanic the film is called A Night to Remember anyone you said seen that? what? You said that did you say that? no I said it was called something like a night like this. It's called A Night to Remember. It's from 1958, and it's a far better film than The Titanic. And it's and you know it's uh, two hours long, so it's a good hour shorter than James Cameron's film. And it's a fantastic film. If you I want bet to, the effects are good. Doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> safe, doesn't matter if you if you want to watch a good film about The Titanic, please watch A Night to Remember. Mind you, in those days, they might have just put a boat into a nice. Boat they might have sunk a ship. <laughs> Well, you'd use, like, a toy. Probably more like... Yeah, but I'll just throw in some library footage. Nick, one of my favourite films ever. Oh, the Bismarck being sunk. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, Marie. Nick, Big no one notice. <laughs> the Titanic passenger liner. Battleship. Nick, one of them... drawn on it over the, over the side. Dan's getting annoyed, because you keep interrupting him. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Nick, I, what do I... you know about the Bismarck? <laughs> Not a lot. What is best in life, Dan? <laughs> Women. Uh, you should close. You, you should, should read close. up about the the sink in the Bismarck. The Bismarck was an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Dan, what are you going to ask me? One of my favourite films ever. Uh, you, you see, I don't like the whole yeah, but I bet the special effects are shit. And my favourite films ever after all these years is still Jason and the Argonauts. Um, I agree. You know, I don't care if the effects are maybe. Uh, not. I, are you talking to me? They are horrendous. I, I enjoy it what? because there's, they're fucking horrendous. They were, I like that film, and it's I've got fond memories every Easter, every Christmas, practically it was on yep, in a child. Every Christmas, definitely. And um, but it is fucking dated. And Ray Harryhausen. Wait, I well, know well, fucking wait, something uh, about no, it. Stop, 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 stop! Right, maybe the special effects are dated. The film is not dated at all. I could watch that film over and over. Yeah, it's a great film. When was the last time you watched it? Uh, I didn't watch it this Christmas, but it's normally a staple of my Christmas. Six so. months ago, I watched it. It is bad effects. Bad effects. Bad effects. Not bad effects because they were the best they could do at the time. (laughs) Alright. It's still a great film. I'm not saying it's not a great film, I'm saying it's bad effects. Compared to nowadays. Yes. But only a moment. And it fucking is just. Just a moment ago you were saying it was dated. It's not dated at all. It is dated. It's not. Special effects, maybe, the film is not. What are you saying by the film? I I would argue. Right, right, like, um, like you you might watch a film. Like, uh, you might watch a film that you remember watching when you were a kid, and you might watch it again and think, oh, it's not as good as when I was younger. You might say that Austin Powers, uh, is a great example, is not as good as when you first it's watched it. has gone awful now. Yeah, exactly. It's not as good as when you first watched it years ago. That is a film that's dated, okay? Jason the Argonauts is not dated. Alright, I'm going to be unkind about a film I like, but I'm going to do it, because I'm argumentative. And Jason the Argonauts, and I've had a few. And Jason the Argonauts, there. Jason the Argonauts is dated. The acting in it is dated. 
The acting was of its time, though. All films were like that. So that's dated. The special effects are dated. What else do you want me to point out that's dated? Yeah, but you're saying the film is dated, like, I can't watch it now. It just it feels dated. I didn't say I can't watch it now. I'm saying it's dated. Yeah, but you, you see the points I'm making? I do. You could argue that I, I think those effects have, been, have aged better than low-end beginning CGI. of the era CGI. Yeah, like, the, the effects in that film are better than the shots. Don't get me wrong, I can absolutely respect the shit out of Ray Harryhausen and the fucking amount of fucking time and effort and sweat that would have been poured on to producing that, which is good for what it is, like plasticine models and shit being moved minutely and um, taking a, a, a frame each time and stuff. Brilliant. I can accept that. But... It's bad. It's why is it bad? It's so done today. If it's if it's so bad, why <laughs> why is that effect? Why is that technique still in use today? But it does not look like that. Yeah, because that was that was he was the first person to ever do it. Right. It's, it's been I'm it's been enhanced. What I'm saying is, I don't think the film is dated because it's still good. It's still an enjoyable watch. You don't watch it and go, this looks awful. Well, some oh. people could think Nosferatu is a good watch, but it's fucking dated. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin, a good watch. But dated, it's not even fucking got sound. Right. I, I, I don't know you dated. Right, you can say that you know, about Star Wars, but I, I, I think it's, I still, it's timeless. So well. right. It's timeless. We're going to have to agree that we have different definitions of the word dated. Because yeah. dated to me means, oh, it's lost a lot of its flavour, this. I'm no longer interested in watching it. It's dated to you. Claire. I think one of the reasons why it's not dated is because it's like an old world epic. If it's something about, like... Something happening at a specific point of time in history, you know, like Nixon or whatever, you know, something like that. You can lose a lot of it because you know if it's got like period-specific jokes, you'd be like, "What? I don't get that." Whereas because it's an ancient film, it's about well, you know, an epic. You could watch that. Well, people have been watching that for over well, fifty years. Of and course, it's still as good as if it it's was. set in ancient Greece, then it's not going to date from that aspect, but. All the conventions of film are dated, isn't it? All of them. Perhaps not the music, and that's it. The acting, like, oh, let's throw a discus, Hercules, and he cobs it, and then Hercules gets it, and ha 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 ha, and cobs it, and it's a fucking rocket middle at sea. It's like, ha ha ha. It's fucking well dated. The acting in it is fucking dated. I'm with you, Dan. I, I would classify that film as a And I like this movie. film. So I don't want you to think I'm shitting on the film. I'm saying it's dated. I think it's a timeless. Not say it's right, not we, we have different definitions of the word dated. Okay. I, I agree. I agree to look at it. You it think, looks old. Yeah. But, again, my, my definition... As, yeah. As ever. My definition of date. My definition of dated is this hasn't aged well. I, I think Jason the Argonauts has aged well. Because hmm. uh, I'm not looking at it going, oh, man, this is old. But I also think that... Granted, could have been because I was younger. It looked real when I was younger, and now it absolutely does not in any way ever look real. Probably because when you were younger, you had probably a bit of an imagination. And now you have nothing but cynicism. This is coming from you. I'm well imaginative. I, I will watch that. You're film fucking well it. Cyni- uh, cynical yeah, as well. But I'm, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna buy into the, the film and still be swept along in the story. I can do that. But you, you just said that, oh, when you watch it, you're like, oh, this looks awful. It does look awful. I when like I watch it, I don't notice how shit it looks. I, would I, like, I, to, I like that I like that film. I would like to get the Man of Solace involved in this. What do you think, Phil? Never seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> I've just got no opinion of it. It doesn't... It's not a nostalgia film for me. The fucking skeletons coming to life. They're amazing. The, the skeletons is the whole thing, is that going for the Golden Fleece or something? Or is that yeah. a different yeah. film? Yeah. Have any of you seen the, the remake? An indifferent face. Have, have, have it, any of you seen the TV film remake where it's all CGI? Bad. I think it's awful. Some of it. Awful. I, I like I like physical practical effects. So do I. I'm just saying that it's dead. Dan, I'm with you. I, so I'd classify that film as a timeless so classic. Yes, sir. What's your opinion on a very different film and far more recent in comparison? What's your opinion on Flight of the Navigator? I've not watched that since I must have been about ten. I'll lend you. I loved the shit out of it at the time. You know, because honestly, he bends over and it fucking eats his cap and shit, and you're like, "Whoa!" Gen- genuinely, I watched that last year sometime. It was on TV. I watched it. Still awesome after all these years. Yeah. The special effects 
are terrible, okay? But it's a, it's a terrific film. Terminator. Ghostbusters are not. I'll yes, the first Terminator. Now. Man, the special effects are rubbish. That's yeah. also incredibly dated because of that many goes into the club. I would not consider it dated. Yeah, it's not dated, absolutely. I watched that in high definition on like a big screen about five months ago. And yeah, you can tell the special effects are nowhere near the quality of, of Terminator 2. It's, or yeah, it's more dated than T2. But uh, T2, I think, looks awesome. It, it was the top what of the What doesn't look awesome on T2, on Blu-ray and shit, is... Um, the, the stuff plates. that isn't isn't CG, the so physical stuff. When he's been yeah. shot and he's got like the molten metal on his shirt, you can tell it's stuck, stuck to his shirt. Well, he, that's what you can yeah. tell in Terminator One and Blu-ray. You can tell because obviously it's high definition. Where where it was all like film. Do you want a blanket, Dan? Please, I'm really cold. <laughs> you want I, some meat on your? You bones. have two blankets. Yeah. This man has two blankets. I would just like to re- remind the audience. I'm sat on one. Making news, isn't it? I would just like to remind the That's audience. That's the very definition of decadence. I just like to remind the audience that we record this podcast in a very cold basement apartment, which hopefully in summertime will get warm. Well, Dan, when you have your own apartment and we can come to yours, we'll we'll do it then, and you, 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 we can complain about how cold it is as well. So, shut the fuck. Uh, you know, I when like. I'd uh, be no complaining because of meat and alcohol. First of all. I like coming here. Second of all, it's better than your old apartment, which was too hot. Uh, but I am simply saying I do hope that when the weather picks up, because bizarrely at the end of March it's still winter in this damn country, I hope when the weather picks up it gets warmer in here. Uh, the weather is ridiculous. It's, it's pissing me off. Pissing me The farm up near Four Lane Ends, the one side and the farm side on the other road, no snow on the road. The pavement is like seven foot high. It's piled up all against the wall. How the fuck's this happened? It needs to stop. It's too cold. Stu! What? Snow. Snow? Please. Give us... Give us a... Fuck snow! There you go. And on that, note, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we should probably wrap this one up. Cool. So, Stu's over there, and he's been Stu. I'm sat right here, and I'm Dan. I've been Phil. He's sat to my left. And I'm over here. And I was Nick.